We erroneously think our value to society is as prophets of the rules as opposed to being prophets of his love. Telling the rules or commandments is just so much easier than demonstrating love. And so we self-righteously opt for the finger-pointing route. However, when we lead with rules, we are leading with conditions, which by definition makes it conditional love. And that is not the love of God. The telling of the rules we often call truth. We even have, we even have a truth camp that mocks the love camp. They view them as soft on sin. Do you remember the story of the woman caught in the act of adultery? The Pharisees set up a woman to be caught in the act of adultery and brought her to Jesus so that he would have to make a clear declaration about his stance on sin. Again, Pharisees then and now always want to know your stance on sin. They laid a trap for this friend of sinners who they despise for being soft on sin, thinking that he would have no choice but to say, yes, she is guilty under the law, let her be stoned. This would make him very unpopular, like the Pharisees, and they were hoping for that. The hypocrisy of the Pharisees is, of course, grossly apparent in this story, in the fact that the man who had committed adultery with the woman was not also brought into the scene for condemnation. Adultery has always required more than one person, but here the Pharisees bring a lone woman and the guy is nowhere. We can only imagine that he had probably been in on the setup. But Jesus refused to be manipulated, refused to be pressured regarding his stance on sin because he realized that a woman's heart was at risk and she had been and was being publicly shamed. So he said, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. It's John 8, 7. Then he began writing something on the ground. Perhaps he was writing the various sins of those who had gathered to exert their holiness zeal. Whatever he was writing, suddenly, one by one, they scattered until no one was left. And Jesus turned to the woman and said, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? That's verse 10. She answers and says, No one, Lord. Jesus then followed up with a statement that was shocking, perhaps, considering he was the very God who actually wrote the Ten Commandments the Pharisees had wanted to stone her with. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's verse 11. Jesus would not tell the woman caught in the very act of adultery to go and sin no more until he had chased off all the accusers and until he had ministered unconditional love to her. He led with love and then ministered truth. See, it never works in reverse of that order. Think of truth and love as being your two legs. You need both of them. However, when walking, you have to lead with one and follow up with the other. We have to learn to walk like Jesus, who led with the leg of love and then followed up with the leg of truth. How you lead determines whether you represent him properly or not. 
See, while we're trying to tell the world to stop sinning, our God is instead prioritizing our need to properly carry his unconditional love. And he spoke to me and he said, my church is concerned with sin in society. I'm concerned with my church not manifesting love. We need to match priorities with his priorities. Sin dealt with from the outside in can bring perhaps more order, but the heart is not affected. Outside in sin control is what the Old Testament attempted quite unsuccessfully. The external rules were not changing the hearts of people. So then inside out sin control is what became available through what Jesus did on the cross and after he sent the person of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we're so passionate about trying to make society behave that in our zeal, we make it almost impossible for them to see Jesus, i.e. he who is unconditional love. As I shared regard, regarding the adulterous woman, Jesus doesn't lead with rules. He leads with love. The Bible's perhaps most famous passage, John 3.16, explained the God motivation for sending Jesus. It does not say, for God so needed to remind the world of the Ten Commandments that he sent his only begotten Son to do that. It says instead, for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus as proof of his pre-existing love despite their sin. Jesus didn't come with rules. Jesus came with unconditional love. Rules chases sinners away from God until they encounter God. This is because to an unhealed sinner, rules sound like rejection. We have to know how to lead with love. We must have the same patience with behavior that God does. God is very patient. Again, just look how he is in your own life. About the only thing that can knock him off his mercy and patience with you is for you to lose it towards others. He forgives us time and time again, not if we promise not to mess up again, but if we ourselves will forgive those who have trespassed against us. Remember that in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. When we really get that in our own lives, we'll then be able to give it away to others. Love and truth are both important, but he led with love, and so must we. Truth feels like rejection when you haven't first encountered love. When love is encountered first, Every kind of bad behavior can be voluntarily abandoned. The more love that is encountered, the faster that process can take place. Through us, Papa God can hug the poison of rejection out of even the most broken. We have to let God love them first. At this point, the Holy Spirit can now work from the inside out, bringing the conviction that's necessary. So we've been trying to do the Holy Spirit's part instead of our part. He has said to us, hey, love my kids and I will do the convicting of sin. We have countered with, well, we will do the pointing out of sin and how about you do the patient loving? See, telling people right and wrong has always been easier than loving them through the ugly, messy stages of sin. The devil is the great 
rejecter. Our Papa God is the great acceptor. This is the source of our strength. That our original daddy is relentlessly for us, and no matter our level of failure, no matter the depth of our sin, he still offers himself to us as Papa God. Your assignment is to demolish the lie of rejection that's often perpetuated by the church through presenting conditional love. We must lead with unconditional love. Once we chase off the accusation and lead with unconditional love, perhaps we will have then earned the right to say, now go and sin no more. This podcast was made available by contributions from listeners like you. To donate, go online to restore7.org. Thank you.